Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us. I'm thankful to be your host. We've been looking on some of our night podcasts from the 18th of April night. Who knows when you're listening to it, you know. Um, from the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology on the amazing archaeological discoveries at Lock. And we're looking at different social strata and daily life at a lock. So let's get started. Appreciate you being here. Do leave a five-star review. Helps people find us. And it says, at a lock, the hoop shoe, this was kind of a lower class of people, according to them, along with the hanayu, possessed cattle, agricultural implements, houses, and vineyards. Not much is known about the derivation of hanayu, which seems to be a Hurrian word, a lot of Hurrian influence in this culture, the Alalak culture. The Assyrian Dictionary, boy, wouldn't that be good to have I'm underlining that, considers this class to have been comprised of people who were once citizens of Hana, which was a small kingdom located on the Euphrates. Uh, semi-free would have been the best definition to give this lower class of society. The fourth class, from the lowest rung of the social ladder, is a slave class. Unfortunately, almost every culture's had slaves. The two main sources of slaves, as indicated in the tablets, are prisoners of war, natives who could not pay their debts. The average slave price at Alalak appeared to be about 25 shekels. An exception to this is found in text 66, which states that one slave costs 50 shekels. Maybe it was high-performing. A slave was usually worth 30 shekels at Nutsi and in the Old Testament, as Exodus 21.32, whereas in Ugarit, the average price was 40 shekels. Tablet 70 presents a problem. It states the cost of slave mentioned in that text is 1,000 shekels. Either this slave was rough professional ability or scribal error has been committed. Again, they may have tech skills. Who knows? Tech for them. Besides the social classes discussed above, another group of people occur in the sociological pattern of Alalak. This group, the famous Habaru, many people equate with Hebrews, must be dealt with as a distinct social class. Yet this class can be placed under two categories already mentioned. Tablets 29 and 30, the Haparu, which are connected with the military, are composed of Elahina and Anahehu. The social stratification of Alalak was not as rigid as it might appear. There was examples of status seekers, especially those desiring to progress to the Marianu class or the upper nobility, like a knight class or a lord's in modern day. And boy, that's these social classes have just always been around. The more you study archaeology, the more human nature just there. I'm going to read a little bit of the bib- bibliography here, too. We've already mentioned the Assyrian Dictionary is here. The Statue of Adrimi, occasional publication of the British Institute of Archaeology at Ankara. I love these bibliographies. And uh, the Alalak Tablets Journal of the American Oriental Society. Uh Abu and Alalak, the Journal of Cuneiform Studies, 12. Ration List from Alalak, 7. 
Again, the Journal of Cuneiform Studies. Leonard Woolley, who led the excavations, Alalak, had a count of the excavations at Tel Akana uh, in the Hate. It looks like that reads. And then the Society of Antiquaries, London, a Forgotten Kingdom, Penguin Books, uh, Baltimore, 1953. So, again, we're just scratching the surface of things in the past. Check out our other podcasts. Thanks for being here. Do leave us a five-star review. It helps people find us. And God bless you. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.